Welcome back. Where where am I? <laughs> we we tied you up. What podcast am I on? Uh, I think this is uh, Pixel Response. Oh, okay, good. You don't want to be on top down? Oh no! Dun dun dun! Oh no, I must be back! Yeah, I'm sorry, you've returned from Japan. Vacation's over. Yes. Now you have to deal with real life again. That's true. Instead of Japan life. I left 27 degrees daily for pouring rain. I can't believe it's rained so much. It's rained all week. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I'm wearing a sweater. Like, in in Japan, it didn't drop below 16 degrees at night. Wait, seriously? Yeah. It is hot there, like, all the time. That's insane. Yeah. So, coming back and needing a sweater just seemed like an insane concept. I'm happy with it. I mean, I have to go to L.A. and Texas in a couple of weeks. I I enjoy the fact that I get to wear a sweater sometimes here. But it's summer. Like, don't you go through winter just like, oh, I'm well, so tired. Like, of... I, you know what? I'm a spring-fall guy. But because I live in Canada, there's no such thing as spring-fall. Well, no, that's not true. Like, we're in I, spring. I'm sorry. There's two weeks of it. You're right. No, I would say there's like two weeks of summer, and then it's just spring, fall, and no, then the no, 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 man, like there's barely any spring, and then as soon as it hits summer, it's like molten hot for like two months, and then it just there's like a week of fall, and then we're straight back into winter. I don't think so. I would say right now we're into spring. If there's if it's not freezing out, it's not winter clearly, and I would not consider it summer right now. Yeah, no, I I, I, I guess it's still spring technically. Yeah, spring or summer's gonna kick until June anyways. Yeah, like mid-June, but... Yeah, anyway, Japan was awesome. I had such a good time. I see from Facebook that you got to meet the giant Gundam. Uh, Yes, I went and saw Gundam uh, at Diver City Tokyo, which is a mall. Uh, That was pretty cool. That was definitely a cool thing to have outside of that mall. Took a ton of photos. So maybe we'll have to do like a... Like a live photo stream thing, and I'll go through my <laughs> Japan trip. Pull out a slideshow? Yeah. Yeah, I'll just pick and choose the best ones that we can go through my trip. I was thinking we, that would be something fun to do. I don't know if there's enough interest, but... Now I'm interested yeah. to see it, because I've never been, so... Right, it's... Oh, it's really cool. Everything is super, like, tight and compacted. So, like, for example, stores, they don't really go, like, wide. Like, same with malls, like, that we do where you have, like, one floor and that'll be your store. It's, like, kind of a really small room, but there's eight floors to that store. So it's more of, like, an apartment-type thing. Sure, yeah, yeah. Like, I mean, there's a couple places like that in Chinatown, so... Okay. But th- but there's nothing, like, in Chinatown, like, as like as tall, like... No, you know, no, no. Right. And I'm talking, like, eight stories of this building is just an arcade, and because we build up, it's now an eight-story arcade. Or, you know, this is an eight-story game store or you know what tons of porn everywhere so eight story porn store i will say that was it was it a busy porn store did you go in said porn store you know what you will just find yourself in porn stores <laughs> it just happens like okay the analogy is think of it like you're in sears right just normal everyday store mm-hmm. and you just took a turn around like the tv department and now you're in the porn section so, so, so many times every, I would just be like, store. oh, I wonder, like, what's over here? Everything looks pink. Oh, that's a lot of boobs. Uh, you know, I don't need to be in here. So you're saying every store has a porn section? Almost, yeah. How was the McDonald's porn section? Uh, McDonald's was pretty good. Um, they like hot dogs as a breakfast food. What? 
not just McDonald's, but I did order a McHot Dog Classic for breakfast one day. What? And the problem with the hot dogs there is they like to put it all together and then heat it up. So hot condiments. Mm. Yeah, not great. I like my condiments cool. But, uh, yeah, for some reason, just, like, everywhere, like, serves hot dogs. And, you know, go into, like, a breakfast place, you can get yourself a grilled cheese sandwich, you can get yourself a normal sandwich, or a chili dog. It's weird that this would be McDonald's of all places. This is everywhere, not just McDonald's. Lots of places like hot dogs for breakfast. I, I don't get that. They also really like honeydew. Like the melon? Yes. What other kind of honeydew are you thinking of? I don't know. Maybe it's a honey flavor Mountain Dew. They kind of have a lot of weird flavors over there. No, but yeah, honeydew melon. So like you could find like melon drinks everywhere. I got some melon flavored ice cream cone. There's yeah, they really they must have the melons must be really easy to come by over there because there's melon everywhere. Honeydew specifically. Anything else? I saw you were tweeting pictures of Kit Kat bars. Yes, I found a whole bunch of Kit Kat bars. Um, Yuji matcha latte, green tea, sakura machi. I actually still, I have, I brought some a little bit back, very little. Uh, blueberry cheesecake, strawberry. These are all Kit uh, Kat bars? These are all Kit Kats, yep. What? All flavors of Kit Kats. I didn't get to find, like, I was really hoping for some weird stuff, like tomato, or, um, or like hot sauce or something. Because I know those exist, but I just couldn't find them. They must be out of production. The ones I was also able to find that I didn't pick up because of either they wanted me to buy like a huge case of it, or I was at the airport leaving and I had literally no money left, um, was I missed out on orange, I missed out on hazelnut, and some kind of syrup Kit Kat bar. Um, cause they just wanted too much for that one. And I, I, and that was like the second day I found it and I was like, oh, I'm sure I'll find syrup Kit Kats later on. And I didn't. So that was kind of a bummer, but I'm not going to spend $9 on one flavor of Kit Kat. That's a, yeah, that's definitely a lot. How many came in it? Was it just one bar? Or was it at least a couple bars? For the most part, it was one of those kind of like four packs I would end up getting. Actually, that's not true. For most of it, it would be kind of a little, little bag that have... Kind of like the uh, Halloween size ones, where you get like two small sticks in a little package. So I have a lot of those little packages kind of left over that have like two bars in them, two or three. Um, now is those are usually the easiest to find, unless I wanted like dark chocolate or normal, which I didn't, and then I could get just the normal like four bars, normal size Kit Kats. Also, oh, passion fruit, found that one. Um, yeah, that's all I can think of at the moment from the Kit Kats. Kit Kat, looking for Kit Kats was fun. Uh, I think my favorite was gingerbread Kit Kat. That was probably the favorite one that I picked up. And like we just have like normal here, don't we? Isn't that it? We have normal. Yeah, I think that's about probably dark chocolate. However, like when I went, like I've gone to like candy stores to find weird ones, and I have found cheese Kit Kats before. So I've tried that, but like I said, I got that here. Um. But yeah, there's just, like, oh man, there's so much to talk about. I bought so many games. Just uh, just an absurd amount of games. Um, Akihabara is great. But when I first went there, so we actually, so first night got there around, I want to say maybe about 5 o'clock in the evening their time. So we didn't want to go too far or do anything. Turns out Akihabara was just around the corner from our hostel. 
So first night was Akihabara, which was great. Nice. And there was like a street festival going on, some kind of parade religion shrine thing. So it was like diving headfirst into Japanese culture. I told you, Akihabara was where you were going to want to go. Yeah, no, it was still good. But the problem was, is I was going in there saying, thinking, I don't want any retro games. I don't have a Famicom. I don't care about any old stuff, really. I want to try and find weird PS3 Japanese-only games or the very few Japanese-only 360 games that will work in North America. And I couldn't find any of the 360 ones the whole trip, and the PS3 ones I, I just kind of got uninterested in because they were always like 40 bucks, and I'm like, I don't even know what this game is. I just wanted to dick around with something. But then I went to Kyoto four days later, so and at a pawn shop. I think it was a pawn shop. It was a very nice pawn shop, I'll say that, so it might not have been a pawn shop. Anyways, I bought a Sega Saturn for $13. Good choice, very good choice. Two controllers, memory card, all the cables there. Looks to be in good condition. $13. Which which Saturn did you Did you get the gray one or the white it, one? It, look, it looks pretty gray. Like, is it a dark gray? I, I guess, they are the, is the button blue or red? Pardon? Is the button for, like, opening it blue or red? It's blue. Okay, so yeah, you've got the other model. I think you've got the newer model. So, is that the bad model? Because I understand Japan has a cool model. I don't know if there's... I don't remember one being specifically a bad model. Like, the one I have but, is white. Is that the good model? I, I don't know. I, this is just one I got at a convention. Okay. Like, the main reason I remember people saying, like, the models are good or bad is because one of them comes with a redesigned controller. That was, That is just the American controller, which most people think is better. I think what I was reading is purely based on, like, design. Like, oh, you got... The, ja- the Japanese have the good design just from a color scheme perspective, I think. Oh, okay. Well, I don't know. I so like I don't... the way the white one looks. But I also but I think... didn't mind the pure black American Saturn. Okay, so are you saying mine's a light gray one, then? Yeah, yours yours definitely it looks different than mine. It, it's, it definitely looks like a, a kind of a light gray. Almost like a medium gray, I would probably call it, but I, I don't think I would go as far as to say it's a dark gray. But anyway, from there, I was like, you know what? Saturn, I didn't look up to see if it was region locked, and, you know, I don't have internet um, when I was on the go. I only had it when I got back to my hostels. So I was like, you know what, to be safe, I better buy some games for it. And the guy had games, and now, for those who don't know, uh, oh, by the way, uh, John sent me a photo. John, yes, that's the one I have. Okay. Mine's not as shiny. <laughs> um, Actually, I don't think the controllers look like that. Let me look it up. Anyway... Oh, yeah, they do. Okay. Okay. So the one I just linked to, that's mine. So you can and yours. This is great for a podcast. I know. Yours is so what yours I do. pretty I white. Yours almost looks like a light gray. Is it white? It, it's an off-white. Okay. Like an, like an eggshell or something. Yeah. Okay. The buttons are different on yours. yours. You have circular buttons, and the controller is colored buttons. Yeah, I don't remember which one's the Model 1 which one's the Model 2. Oh, well, we'll find out later. Oh, it says Mark II gonna... on mine, so I think you, yeah, I guess, have the Model 1. So I have, an o- I have an OG? Yep, you've got an OG. Cool. So I asked you he had games, and he did, and like I was saying, for those who don't know, uh, the Sega Saturn got way more um, support in Japan than it did here. Well, almost every Sega console past the, the Genesis did, like the Dreamcast okay. did as well. Yeah, I didn't know about any of this until I got home that night and started researching Sega Saturn. Turns out it was region-locked. So it's a good thing I picked up games. And all the games there, for the most part, were 50 cents. That's insane. So because I can't read Japanese, I was like, I'm just going to pick things that look like puzzle games or that just look 
like they're colorful on the cover because 50 cents, who cares? <laughs> if this satisfies me for like five minutes, I've earned my 50 cents back. So I just started collecting and that, and I was going back to Tokyo at the end of the trip uh, for my plane. So I was like, this is going to change Akihabara for me. And it did. I actually spent a whole day when I got back to Tokyo in Akihabara. I think I must have spent like eight hours straight in in that area Jeez. looking for games and stuff. But the other place I went to um, was from Kyoto is I was looking online because once I got the Sega Saturn, it kind of changed how I was looking at game stores. And I looked up like, you know, what are game stores in Kyoto? And I found a bunch of people saying, if you're in Kyoto, you should go to Osaka. It's an hour away. And Denden Street is there. And I was like, oh, crap, we're not going to Osaka. We had decided against it because we didn't find anything in there that was interesting. But Denden Street is apparently Osaka's version of Akihabara. Uh-huh. So I said to my family, hey, I don't really want to go to the garden with you guys tomorrow. I'm going to take this day trip. And I took the train out to Osaka. I saw the world's largest billboard on my train, so that was cool. Um... And then I went to Denden Street, spent a few hours there, picked up a ton, found my first super potato. And, yeah, from there, it was just, I I have a stack of games. It's got to be, like, two feet tall of just Saturn games. So you went you went to Osaka by yourself? Yeah. Ignore the rest of your family? Well, they were, yeah, they were, I wanted to do this day trip. They were so not interested in games, and they wanted to go to some gardens and castles in Kyoto. And I was like... I've seen a bunch of gardens and castles already, and we're going to be seeing more because we're on our way to Hiroshima next. So I want to go to Osaka and do this day trip. And that was tons of fun to do. And I'm so happy I ended up doing that. That was probably one of the best decisions I did on that trip. Back in Akihabara, uh, for this trip, I learned about things like the Wonder Swan and how that never came to North America. So I picked up a Wonder Swan. Good choice. Yep. Um... And I think I got, like, a special Final Fantasy version. Uh, yeah, I think there's a Final Fantasy 1 and a Final Fantasy 2 version. I think it's a Final Fantasy 1 version. Okay. It's it's all white, it's got a character kind of top left, and it says, And, comma, we meet in truth. So that's the one I got. And for those who don't know, Wonderswan was a handheld console that was put out by Bandai. Yeah, made by the creator that, uh, of the Game Boy. Yes, yes, um... And they had a exclusive right for Final Fantasy games for a bit until, like, Nintendo finally was able to make a deal and break that. Uh, so they had so Final Fantasy one and two are on there. So I picked up Final Fantasy one. I picked up uh, Poyo Pop two. Good choice. Uh, picked up some Inuyasha game. Not as um, sure if it's a good choice. I have no idea. It just the graphics kind of looked nice for a handheld, and it was two dollars and eighty cents. So pretty sure it's a good choice. And you just sent me a picture. Yes, that is the one. And I, in fact, John just sent me a picture of a box that comes with the Wonder Swan and the Final Fantasy game. Uh, I saw those all over the place. Really? Yeah. Those are pretty easy to come by. Mine, I think, is a used like, thing. I, it was I about... swear I heard that the Final Fantasy two version was supposed to be rare or something like that. I'm just talking, this is Final Fantasy 1. I. I didn't see Final Fantasy 2. Fair enough. I, yes. Yeah. Okay. Looks like the Wonder Swan is the same, though, mm. that you get. But yes, I couldn't find the Final Fantasy 2 one there, uh, but the, the combo pack for the 1 I found in several places. They, I think the cheapest I found was around 35 bucks for maybe that combo. Uh, I ended up buying my used Wonder Swan uh, for 26 and then my copy of Final Fantasy for 3 $3. 
yeah, this wasn't in a box. I could have gotten a box if I wanted to. It would have been about, I think the cheapest one I saw was about six bucks. But I was like, you know, I don't really care about the box. So I got just the cartridge, three dollars. Fair enough. Um, and yeah, so, uh, so from there, uh, I picked up some DS games. I got Owen Dawn 1 and 2. Good choices. In fact, when I went to, uh, Den Den Street, I found, uh, I found Owen Dawn 1. And it was ten dollars, and then when I found Owen on two, it was like thirty-five, and I was like, "Well, I don't know if I'm going to be able to find this because finding them was pretty hard." So I was about to buy it the whole time, and I was looking around and I was buying crazy Sega Saturn stuff, and I decided, you know what, I already have one; I don't need to spend thirty-five bucks on two. Following day, found it in a store for thirteen bucks, so it's a good thing I held off on that. I also picked up a bunch of Game Boy games. I got uh, Kirby Tilt and Tumble. Good choice, excellent game. But you remember, you got to play it on a actual Game Boy Advance or actual Game Boy or Game Boy Color. Yeah, sorry, but you can't play it on the uh, on the SP because it loads into the bottom and it throws off the tilt. Maybe that's the best part. The controls being backwards, sure. <laughs> Extreme mode. I don't know, but I do have both a Game Boy and a Game Boy Color sitting around. Uh, game Boy Advance. Actually, do I have a Game Boy? I can't remember. Um, I, I also picked up some Yoshi thing. I think it was just called Yoshi, but it didn't look like Yoshi here. That might be just different box, uh, not different, different box, different, uh, different sticker or whatever they have. Hmm. Some Pokemon game. I don't know what it was. It has a Pikachu on it. It almost looks like, you know, Pokemon, like Troyze or whatever it is for the DS? Yeah. It almost looks like something like that, but for the Game Boy. Weird. Well, the only puzzle game I know that had a Pokemon, like for Game Boy, was Pokemon Puzzle League, which was Tetris Attack. Right, but didn't that have like a Pokemon Puzzle League? That yeah, maybe it's that. I'm not sure. It was a dollar. So well, there whatever. you go. Like not like you. I got a copy of uh, Donkey Kong Game Boy. Um, which one? Like Donkey Kong Land or just Donkey Kong? Okay, because there's actual Donkey Kong as well, and. I don't know if they're the... I saw Donkey Kong Land. I just grabbed Donkey Kong. Okay, hopefully you grab the good one, because that's the one that has that actually just plays like the old Donkey Kong game, but has like 100 levels. I, I really don't know. It's my favorite Game uh, Boy game. So. I, I was not researching these things. I was going, hey, look, I know Donkey Kong, and oh, this is a dollar. Done. I'm trying to think what other Game Boy game. Oh, and then uh, last purchase I made, I grabbed a copy of Pokemon Green. Impressive. Yeah, well, those are super easy to find. Pokemon games, way easy to find. I could have gotten a copy of Pokemon Crystal for three bucks if I wanted to. Pokemon Green was one of the more expensive at, at 13. Um, trying to think if there was anything else of note that I, oh, uh, I wanted to get a Game Gear game just for the sake of it. Mm-hmm. Picked up some, Sonic Kart. Oh, you picked up Sonic Drift. Is it Sonic Drift? Okay. Maybe it's Sonic Drift. I can't remember. Some kind of kart racing Sonic game. Yeah, there's like two of them. I think we got them both over here, at least one of them. I just wanted something for the Game Gear and something that I at least kind of knew. So I grabbed that, and it was $1.89. So retro games are cheap there. I almost picked up a Neo Geo. I found one for 10 bucks, but all the games were like at least $10. And I was like, I don't... Neo Geo I don't... or Neo Geo Pocket? Pocket, sorry. Okay, I was going to say, because there's a big difference between the two. Right, sorry, yes, because I saw a lot of Neo Geos and Neo Geo Xs. But uh, this was a Neo Geo Pocket, 10 bucks. Uh, a lot of the games were like at least $10, and I didn't recognize any of them, so I couldn't even like get it and then get one thing that I knew I'd be into. 
So passed on that. Um, but yeah, and I got some more stuff. Um, they're not around me at the moment, so I can't remember all of it. But that was pretty good. Um, but one thing, and it as it pertains to you, that we should talk about and announce. <clears throat> so I got all these Sega game, Sega Saturn games, and the console, and I want to try them out. But I have a feeling that you will know a lot more about the games we're going to be playing. Not, not necessarily, but I'm sure it'll be interesting. Well, when it comes to older games, you t- you definitely outshine me. Yeah, but I usually know games that actually came out of my country. That's fine. That's, you'll know way more. Don't worry. So you and I, and hopefully we can get Nathan in on this, we're going to do some Sega Saturn st- live streams. Yeah, I've got the setup. I'll bring it over to your place. Wait, we're doing it at my place? Or, sorry, where are we doing this, I should ask? I figured we would do it at yours, because you have everything set up. Oh, I, my stuff can be moved wherever. As long as I have an internet connection, I have a mobile live streaming kit. Okay, well, we'll discuss that later. Alright. But, um, I want to use my Saturn, if possible. Sure. Okay, cool, because I kind of want to just test out everything. I haven't, I haven't played, like, anything, really. I'll bring mine just in case. Just in case. Good call. Yeah. Good call. But I would love to try mine out. Uh, especially if something goes wrong, because you'll, you, maybe you know what's, what's, what would go wrong. <clears throat> so yeah, bring yours just in case as a backup. But we got a ton of games to go through. Um, and I'm not gonna talk about any of the games I got for the Saturn, because we'll talk a bunch about them during the streams, but we're hoping to get that for next week. Possibly. It's gonna be tight, cause E3's coming up. Yeah. But we're hoping to try and do that next week. Um, at the moment, it is, uh, it is May 30th. Nathan's not here. Um, so that's why it's going to be tight, because he comes back from a trip, then goes to E3 a couple of days later. Yeah, and I'm gone as well. And you're gone. And I'm so. going to be gone longer, so. Right. So I, I think we can, I think we can fit it in. It's probably going to have to end up being a double parter, so we might not be able to do the second part. But I think, I think we'll be able to fit it in. Alright. Either way. But, so people can look forward to that, uh, just to see some wacky Japanese games. Uh, like I said, I primarily picked up games that were either puzzle games or had anime on the front and had a weird name. So, I I don't know how far we're going to make it into a lot of these games. But there's a lot to go through, and uh, and I picked up whatever your game was that you wanted. Mm-hmm. Uh, should um, I say what it is? Let's 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 save it. Let's save all the games. All right. But, um, so that's yours. Um, and, yeah, I guess that's about about it for my Japan trip. Uh, sucks to be you guys stuck here. Well, I mean, we both get to go to LA, so at least we partially make up for it. I guess. I don't know if that counts as, like, very partially. Like, I guess to be fair, if we just went to Vegas, then it would be like we went everywhere in the world, because everything's in Vegas. Everything's in Vegas. Yeah, That's true. sure. There you go. Sure. That's the- I just saw The Hangover 3. That was in Vegas. How How was that? It's, I hate those movies. Yeah, that's what I, I like- thought. I was surprised you saw it. I wanted to go to something on Tuesday because I'm backed up on movies right now because of the trip, and, and pick- that was the only thing that didn't make me have to stay out till after midnight oh. and work at ten in the morning. Okay, I was gonna say like, why didn't you pick like Star Trek or Fast Six? Believe me, I'm trying to fit everything in, but uh, I will say Hangover Three is better than Hangover Two because Hangover Two is garbage. Uh, Hangover One is still the best one. I, I've not seen any of them. If you want to, you know, the first one is a funny movie, and then you can stop. <laughs> I've been hearing that a lot, actually. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, so I think that's gonna about to do it. We just talked a whole bunch about uh, video games, like we do on the top-down perspective. It's a good, um, it's a good thing we're on the top-down perspective. 
May 30th. We're 24 minutes into this almost. Holy crap, really? Yeah, talked about Japan a bunch. And we'll talk a bunch more. Well, especially that's during good because we have like no games to talk about otherwise. That's true. We I haven't been playing much. But uh, I'm your host this week, Sean Booker. I'm joined with John Wheeler. Yo. And as before, Nathan is away in BC? I, I, I don't even remember where he was going. I don't even remember I him saying. Remember. I think it might have been BC. I feel like he has family that way, so that's probably the thing. Yeah. And this is also so. the fir- not the first time he's done that, so... Yeah, right, right. But uh, good job to both you and Nathan for holding the fort while I was gone. I, I'm impressed we held the fort, because I, like, I figured we were just... I was either going to get too swamped, or he was just going to be too busy with work. And I'm very impressed that Nathan did a solo cast. Yeah, no. Major props to Nathan for the solo cast. Yeah. And I listened to both of them while I was there. Um, so... Um, but now that I'm back, we won't forget that there's email questions, and we will answer those. Why? We'll no, we, we spe- he specified something about questions last week, and I don't remember it. And I just remember being confused, like, oh, we're not doing questions? Yeah, I don't really know what happened. But I don't think I said anything. I think it was half-tranced, so... One correction I think I'm going to make. On Nathan's solo cast, he was talking about the Resident Evil blood pool. Mm-hmm. He said it's not real blood. I'm pretty sure that article said it is real blood. That's a huge waste of blood. There's no fucking way. That's a huge waste of everything. Well, I mean, you know what I mean, Involved. Though. Like, you, why would you waste something that... And specifically, you... John, as the Resident Evil uh, player of the group, for the most part, would you g- g- hang out in the pool? I, I don't... Were you actually... Su- oh, no, you were supposed to dive in and get prizes at the bottom. That's what it was. Yeah. Probably, because I know it's probably cornstarch, not actual blood. Because if it was okay, actual blood... Okay, if it was real blood... Well, be... the answer is no. This is an easy question. Be... You know you're not going to go into a pool of blood for video game swag. <laughs> it has to be really damn good swag. Okay, it's like all right, like, let's say like a couple is... hundred dollars worth minimum. I'm saying it's a one, like a 12 inch figure of your favorite Resident Evil character. Yeah, fuck that. You wouldn't do it, or you would? I wouldn't. Okay. 24 inch figure. <laughs> I'm not going to jump in for a figure unless it's a couple hundred dollars. Okay. Oh, man, blood pool. That's... All right, and it had, like, fake body parts in it, too. That was the other yeah. thing. Yeah. Yeah. I'm surprised they cut it off at 100 people a day. It seems like they could probably get people in there pretty quick, but I don't know. Anyway, let's uh let's go on to the actual show here, and uh, let's talk about, quickly, John, what... Uh, or not quickly, however long you want to spend. What have you been playing? Final Fantasy VIII. Okay. So, I did a video, or I did a guest cameo on a friend's video. Uh, the guy's name is Brutal Moose, and he did a list of top five favorite minigames, and he asked me to do a guest pick. So, the first minigame that came to mind for me out of the games I played was Triple Triad from Final Fantasy VIII, which is this awesome card game. So, okay. So, I played through Final Fantasy VIII to get a bunch of B-roll footage, and I played for, like, I guess, three-plus hours. And, Yeah. No, I, I forgot how awesome that card game like is. Like, you played just the card game, or you played the game? The majority of it's the card game, but, like, I guess storyline was Like, have you played Final Fantasy VIII? I haven't. It's one of the few I haven't. Okay. Um, for storyline was I did not get very far. Like, for people who need a reference point, I'm in the car right now with Zell and Cypher, so that's crazy early. So I've got, like, the third uh, GF. I've got Ifrit, but I haven't really done anything else. But I was main- mainly running around grinding a bit to get card abilities and get, like, play a bunch of games. Okay. But yeah, I don't know. Play- Are Final Fantasy games, like, is having a minigame, like, a common thing? Yeah, I believe they all do, for the most part. Because I'm trying to think back to the ones, and, you know, um, Wave Ball, is that what it's called? Blitzball. Blitzball comes to mind. 
Uh, Final Fantasy VII had a snowboard thing, right? Mm-hmm. And the bike minigame. Final Fantasy VII oh, right, had an bike arcade, one. an actual arcade you could go into. Oh, yeah, Seven had a bunch more stuff now that I think about it. I just never was really into they them. They have the, the racing and everything. Now, what about the original ones? Do they have any minigames? Um, there was something in one. I can't remember what it is, though. It wasn't, like, very fleshed out. Six had a Coliseum. I haven't. Six is one of the ones I haven't played. Oh, six is good. Six is one of my favorites. I know it's really hard to find. The Game Boy re-release is really hard to find. Yeah, no, that was limited quantities. Um, Even in Japan, like you could, you could find any Final Fantasy you wanted to. Six was always expensive. You can get it on Virtual Console, as far as I'm aware of. Okay, it might, it might just be under three though, but yeah. Like as titled Final Fantasy three. Yeah, because when we got it over here, it was just called Final Fantasy three. But we have a, a Game Boy version over here. Yeah, T- game c- titled six. Yeah, the Game Boy Advance version six because it's actually Final Fantasy six. But at the time, SquareSoft didn't send over all the Final Fantasy games. Right. We got one, four, and six originally, and then they started releasing the rest of them on the PlayStation One. Did they release four as two? Yeah, two was originally or R two was their four, and R three was their six, and then okay. then suddenly they went like seven. So like people were like Final Fantasy one, two, three, seven. Right. I like 4 a lot. Like, actual 4. Mm. Yeah, no, 4 seems alright. I never did finish it. I finished the first 2, I finished 6, 7, and yeah, that's it. Wow. I have not finished very many Final Fantasies. I have 1 to 5. I have I've, I have not finished very many Final Fantasies. In 3, I'm at, like, the final boss. Same with 10, but I'm just not strong enough, and I don't want to grind. Yeah, I've played, like, almost all of them, but I guess that's the one thing, is just having to grind out levels or, like make sure you do all the quests. It sucks when you play the game and you don't have all the you've done all the quests but you're still not strong enough. Yeah. Yeah, I can't think of any more mini games. Like what a, was ten twos? Uh I think that still had Blitzball apparently. Who who played it? I didn't play ten two. I don't know. And no, I, I mean oh, like I I guess Yuna? Okay, I could. Dude, well, dude, I don't you know, know, putting her in a bathing suit would match that game. I'm pretty sure there was a, ba- a couple bathing suit costumes in that game. That that oh, seems probably. like the way that game would have went. Yeah, I used to own Ten Two. I own Ten Two, but I've never played it. I've played, I have played Ten, but I've never finished it. Yeah, I'm at the final boss in Ten. I like Ten quite a bit. Ten seems alright. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so you just Final Fantasy Eight? Yeah, that's it. This has been a right. it's been a video working week for me because I got to make sure I'm ahead on videos before I leave for two weeks. Sure, sure. What about and you? Then, um, so my trip, uh, I didn't, I wasn't planning much because I was usually busy doing stuff. But there's a bit of time on planes and trains. Uh, Nathan mentioned on his solo cast that I'm playing, that I played through Little Inferno. Uh, that game is that game's cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, I really like just kind of the depressing nature of it. Um, that's pretty short to go through. So I played through that one. And then, um, for the rest it? of the trip, Little Inferno, yeah, that game's like maybe Yeah, I was going to say, there's no way you didn't finish that. Right, yeah, I finished that. Um, and then the other game I played, and I even mentioned this to Nathan on Twitter last week, but I guess he didn't bring it up in the show. Uh, I started 999. Good choice. And I am on my second playthrough. Oh my god, I can't believe you finished it. Well, I guess you were traveling a lot, so that makes sense. No, you, I, you don't finish it. That's the whole point, is you play it, and then you die, and then you unlock all the different endings so you get the full story. So, from what I understand, and I'm like listening to Patrick Klepek, you want to play this game almost six times through. Yeah, there are six endings, won't. if I remember correctly. Yeah. From the flowcharts I'm finding, 
I think you only need to play through it three times. I don't know if it's going to just not let me get the last ending because I haven't done the other three endings, but from what I'm getting, I only need to get to one ending where I die, go through another way... Actually, sorry, two. Get to one ending where it won't lead to the true ending, so I'll get killed. And then another one where it involves these story checks where you need to do specific things for specific characters. And then you can finish up that one with a true ending. So it seems like you could do it in two. I just, I'm not quite sure. I'm trying to do it as quick as I can. So the way I've played through it is I've played through it once, and I coincidentally did all the story checks. I went through it blind on my first go. Then my character was killed. Mm -hmm. Um, Now I'm going through another one because I need to get to this specific ending so that the true ending can unlock. And then if I go through that one again, I'm going to try and go right through... Because now I'm using a guide. Okay. Um, so now I'm trying to go, to make sure I go through, like, the right doors and stuff. Um, and now, I, I think I can do it in three endings. I'm gonna see if it'll block me or not. But right now I'm in the middle of my second playthrough. Well, you're way ahead of me on 999. Yeah, you did, you haven't played it for, like, a year or something. Something like that. Last point I got to, for reference's sake, was, I think, the kitchen. Okay. That's about... Maybe a quarter, a third through. Yeah, one that's that's through. what I thought. Yeah. At this point, like I'd almost start over. The game is a book. It is story driven. Yeah, I, right, I, I, so. I probably have a hard time remembering who's what character. Exactly, and like you know what people were doing and stuff like that. But yeah, so that game is a visual novel. So there is a ton of reading involved, and then you do some point and click uh, adventure stuff in like what well, when you're trapped in a room to find the exit and stuff like that. Yeah. Uh, it's definitely interesting. I'm really interested in the story. There's a lot of like questions that are coming up that I really want to know the answer to. Uh, just lots of weird things going on, and um, yeah, yeah, that's all I can really say is it's a really unique game. Um, so I'm definitely enjoying it, and I'm I'm hoping I can get some time to get back to it right now so that I don't so it's still fresh in my head. But yeah, I'm on my second playthrough right now. For anyone who has played it, I got the knife ending. Already. Okay. Do you see yourself playing Virtue's Last Reward, the sequel? That one, I understand there's like 32 endings. Yeah, no, apparently it's like crazy long. And I don't know if I want to do that. Uh, It is summer, though, so this is a dry period, so if it's going to happen, it's going to happen this summer, but I just, I don't know. I would like to, if I had all the time in the world, of course. But we'll have to see where I'm at when I finish up in 999. Anyway, uh, that's that's all I've been playing. That's all we've been playing. Um, so let's move on to the news. All right, let's news it up. What is all right. news? Couple things, just pretty short. I'll go through the real quick ones first. Mm-hmm. Phoenix Wright HD came out today, so if people are waiting on that. It is now out. Is it all three Phoenix Wright games? Yes. Okay. They are six dollars each, or all of them for sixteen dollars. So $2 off. I believe so. I think that's the pricing scheme. Mm. Anyway, um, other than that, if you download it, I think you get the first mission or first case for free, and then you can buy them in the store, so similar to Ghost Trick. So I have the first case downloaded, and hopefully I'll get to that at some point, because I am looking forward to playing those on my iPad. Did you actually finish the Phoenix? I thought you weren't into Phoenix, right? I've never played them. I've wanted to. Oh, okay. I I thought for sure you were the one who wasn't into it. No, I've never played them and always wanted to check them out. Okay, I wonder how I'm confusing so. you with them. And Nathan owns them, so yeah, I don't know who you're thinking of. I, yeah, because I have a friend who's like, I tried Phoenix Wright, but I don't like it. 
but I swear they liked Ghost Trick or another game that was similar to it. Maybe 999? I don't know. I wonder, I don't know I wonder, if, I wonder if that was my buddy Emil. Hmm. Either way. Is Phoenix Wright only out on the DS here? Uh, no, it's also on WiiWare. But the... Oh, as the... Which games? Uh, all three. Like, okay, because in Japan there's Game Boy Advance games. Yeah, so, okay, so here's how the Phoenix Wright series worked. Originally there were Game Boy Advance games in Japan, and then Capcom brought them over here as DS games. Okay. And what are the WiiWare games? The WiiWare games are ports of the DS ones. That would look weird. Or, wait, well, so I, they, wait, they have... They don't have DS games on the WiiWare. Well, no, they're, they're ports. Okay. So they don't... So it, it, it like they don't have like two screen kind of... No. Like they're not trying to make it look like a DS. No, it, it probably works more like the Game Boy Advance one, but it has the English translation, so... Okay. By all rights, it, it would be the DS port. Okay. I don't know how accurate it was, because I was trying to look up just games that, like, Japanese games that did have an English f- setting or function, mm-hmm. so I could pick up some stuff. And I think people were saying that the Phoenix Wright games have an English setting in Jap- in the Japanese games. I'm not 100% sure. I didn't look I, into I it, because I didn't want to risk it. But, um, yeah, so I found, uh, found those Game Boy Advance games down there. Um, next from that, uh... Uh, Curiosity finished uh, this last week. Do you remember what Curiosity is, John? Yep, that's uh, Peter Molyneux's game with the cubes. Yeah, that's hardly a game, but yes, that is his giant cube thing that you could tap on forever. And everyone worked together to tap the cubes away until they got to the center of it, and someone finally did, and uh, they were shown what the surprise is, and the person revealed it later that day. Mm Mm-hmm. It was a video from Peter Molyneux. Uh, the video is basically him in a very large white room. Uh, and Peter Molyneux talks about how in their next game, which I think was called Goddess? Yep, Goddess. G-O-D-U-S. Yeah. Which they had a Kickstarter for a while back, yep, I remember. and they got their goal. So the did game, the yeah, game okay. is definitely being made. Right. So the person who did it, and I, I don't, can't remember his name. Bra- but Brandon yeah, Actually, something. Peter Molyneux tweeted a... Uh, Sorry? Uh, Brandon something. Okay. And they, he t- tweeted a picture of how Brandon got it, and he actually made a Lego motorized thing that would tap his iPad's screen and just kind of left it on. Wait, that was actually him? Like, I thought that was just someone who was playing Curiosity had done that. The The way that I saw the tweet go is, hey, here's the winner of Curiosity. This is from Molyneux, and then he links to that video. You, you're sure it was from Molyneux and not Molyneux, right? I, you know, I'm not sure. Because I saw that tweet from Peter Molyneux. Okay, maybe I'm, maybe I saw Molyneux. I guess, I guess to explain this to people who don't know about Peter Molyneux, it's a parody Twitter account of Peter Molyneux. That would make a lot more sense now that I think about it. Yeah, so Peter Molyneux just, like, makes fun tweets because, like, Peter Molyneux is kind of a crazy person. He, he's, yeah, a little insane. Um, and to add to that, the prize that the person got, uh, gets to be a digital god, which means they basically get to decide how goddess is going to work. Yeah, they they apparently get to design essentially the rules of the game. Right. They get to like oversee everything once the game is out. They get to control how that game is played and everything, and they will actually get money a portion of the money. They get the percentage the of the sales for like I think they said all the, as long as the game is on sale, you will right. get a percentage of the money from it. This is yeah, so this is just super weird. 
The I was hoping like the money thing would be kind of a deal. Cause like when I heard like oh you get to be god in our next game, I'm like oh god Molyneux, don't do this again. And then when he said oh, you get a percentage of the sales, I was like okay good. Now you're making a bit more sense. It's I just it's I think clearly it's... this is a a publicity stunt because like now you know your prize is play my next game. And now everyone kind of is kind of, at least I'm thinking, I need to check out what Goddess is to see how this guy works, and I need to keep following the story. Well, here's the, here's the way I see it. Like, I think it's a cool prize. Sure, sure. For, like, for the for the person who won, he, it's, he doesn't, quote-unquote, have to, but, like, he gets a good deal out of it. He gets to basically become a game designer because he got to the center of the cube. I don't know if he gets to so much design the game. Well, yeah, I mean... Not, like, like, not from, like, a coding standpoint, No, 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 yeah, but... I meant more, like, in the actual, like, uh, in a producer-director type role. Kind of, yeah, like, I think everything he's going to be doing is in-game, so that just makes me really interested in, like, what is Goddess, then? Hmm. Like, it's almost like, for, it's it's almost making me think Goddess is some type of little big planet-esque thing, and this guy is choosing how the pieces go together to make a game, because he can use the creation tool or whatever. Like, I have no idea what Goddess is, and in that, like I said before, now I'm just really interested, and I'm going to keep following this story. Yeah, no, like, of course Molyneux is going to make people interested in his next game. That's what he's always done. But I don't know, I'm excited. Like, I'm happy for the dude. He's going to, hopefully the game does well. Based on It's definitely an interesting prize. Yeah. That's for sure. I don't know if it's life-changing Well, uh, surprise. Like, well, here's the thing, like, the way Molyneux describes it in the video, it is technically right. It is life-changing because he gets fame because now he, A, he won the Center of Curiosity so people know his name. Right. And he's going to be the, the rule, going to make the rules he, for the next game. he gets fortune, right? He gets the fortune. Yeah, Molyneux said all this in his video. Yeah, so no, he ties it all together. Like, Yeah, it's... I, I would argue an, that indeed, yes, it is life-changing for this dude. This is an interesting prize. Um, I'm very curious to see more. Uh, moving on. So this is more of a Nathan story that he, he pointed us to. I saw it on Twitter afterwards, but I haven't really read much about it. Uh, kick, uh, Double Fine has a new Kickstarter game. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, so they did, uh, Broken Age before. That's still coming out. Um, they have a new one with project lead Brad Muir, who did Iron Brigade. Uh, people want to know what he's led before. Uh, this is called ch- something chal- Chalice, Gigantic Chalice. Yeah. Is that what it's called? Something huge chalice. I'm trying to find it. I had it up. Massive chalice. Massive chalice. There we go. Which, from the description, and I'm just kind of reading this real close, it's some type of strategy tactics game where permadeath is inevitable. Yeah, so it's it's a turn-based tactics game. Yeah, like the description, the overview is, like, if turn-based tactics and feudal fantasy had a love child and that offspring founded a mighty century-spanning dynasty, it would be Massive Chalice. Right. Yeah. So it started today, and it's already like two thirds through to its goal. It has four hundred twenty-five thousand dollars already backing it. Its goal is seven hundred twenty-five. All right, and it's got as of this day, you know, twenty-seven days to go. So it'll definitely hit that. If people are wanting to back it, the lowest one is twenty dollars, and you get the game. Um, and I think you get like in the credits, you get to be a backer. So that's definitely cool. Uh, it looks like Double Fine really likes the Kickstarter. Which, you know, everyone likes the Kickstarter these days. Um, but I'm interested. I like tactics games. I like Double Fine. So I'll keep my eye on it. I didn't back it. But I will keep my eye on it for sure. 
And I'm assuming Nathan probably backed it. I'm pretty sure he did. Probably. Because he likes double fine anything. And then the last little bit of news is two Humble Bundles were announced this week. One today, which was the their weekly uh, Humble Bundle, yeah. which is a Telltale one. Apparently you have, you have the to one... sign up for like a new... Uh message list for that because like they, they gave me a warning last week it's like we're not going to bug you anymore unless you click this so right. I was not aware of this um, I follow them on Twitter so I get it before the emails even go out oh okay yeah because uh, I still get the humble bundle emails and I don't know why I do that anymore because I've already known about the humble bundles and purchased them and then I'll usually get an email like an hour later saying hey there's a new humble bundle and then my old email address also gets one so I get a whole bunch of alerts on my phone but um so well, let's talk about the weekly one first real quick. Uh that one just came out today. Um pretty good deal, I will say at the time of this recording. If you pay more than the average, which the average is $4 and change, you will get The Walking Dead, the Back to the Future game, the third Sam and Max game, the first Poker Night of the Inventory, Hector Badge of Carnage, both the Puzzle Agents and all of the Wallace and Gromit Grand Adventures game. That that's is, a pretty fantastic deal. That is insane. Yes. Like, like I paid more for every game that I've purchased from them. I paid more than the $4 alone for that. So, if you're into Telltale at all, or ever thought of, hey, I want to check out Telltale, or almost all of their games, now is the time to do it. I think I'll get on this, but like The Walking Dead is the only part that doesn't interest me, because I already have the 360 version. But now you have the apparently the best version. But either way, I think the rest of the games are easily worth $4. Yeah. Like, keep in mind, Poker Night, probably their smallest game, maybe Hector's as small, those are both sold for $5 standalone. So, and Puzzle Agent's great. You know, you want some latent, get Puzzle Agent. So, the, uh, and then the other one, which this one's made a lot more... Uh, news, um, the so the standard humble bundle game, which will you know it'll be going for uh, eleven more days, twelve mainly from this recording, uh, is humble bu- humble humble indie bundle eight, which the average currently is five sixty five, which unlocks you a Hotline Miami and Proteus. If you don't beat the average, you're gonna get Little Inferno, Awesome Knots, Capsized, Thomas Was Alone, and Dear Esther, which. Uh, there's, there's, those are some really good games. This is a really strong lineup of games. Uh, I specifically got it for Proteus and uh, Thomas was alone. Check those out. Um, but uh, you were, you were saying you were a little interested in it as well. Yeah, uh, I think the only game on that list I had was Hotline Miami, but like I recognize pretty much the name of every game that was on that list. Well, you have Little Inferno, don't you? I already, I have it for Wii U. Right. Okay. Well, for the weekly sale, you said you had. No, that's true. Walking yeah. Dead. So. Fair enough. But I've been hearing some cool things about Proteus from earlier this year, so I want to check that out. And I would highly recommend playing the, you know, two hours, if that, that is Dear Esther. That's kind of an interesting experience for, if you want to see what games can be at, like, a very basic level. And then I've heard some cool things about Thomas Was Alone. Nathan really liked Thomas Was Alone. Um, But yeah. Hall of Miami is also just great. Easily worth, you know, six bucks or whatever you're going to pay for it. Yep. You also get all the soundtracks for those games, too, which Hotline Miami oh, I love, has a fantastic soundtrack. I love, I can't remember the name of the song, but it's like, I think one of the first songs that plays when you're doing a mission. Like, do, 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 I don't know. Something like that. 
Yeah, like that song was stuck in my head for at least a week when I first heard it. Actually, I'm trying to look at these soundtracks. I don't think Hotline Miami's is there. Unless it's this movements one. Nope. No, it should not. be just called Hotline Miami's. Yeah, no, actually, you don't have Hotline Miami. But from what I've understood before is that the soundtrack files are actually all in the Steam files. So as soon as you download Hotline Miami, you can have access to all their files, the the songs, if you want. Nice. So it's not hard to get. It just won't be a, a nice clean download for you for that. But either way, both uh, some great deals. You know, 10 bucks there gets you a a ton of games. So now's a great time to buy some uh, some smaller games. And The Walking Dead was, you know, was my game of the year last year. So I can't recommend it more for $4. Uh, but with that, we're going to move on to the huge dump of questions that we have. Emails. I don't actually don't think there's any emails. Twitter. There's lots of Twitter. Yes. But you've mentioned them. Let's talk about how people can send in questions. TDP Podcast is for Twitter. If you want to do a Facebook page, totally cool. Search Top Down Perspective. And if you want the emails, topdownperspective at gmail.com. We will read them all and read them on the air for you. Let's see what's up on the Twitter page. Only for you, though. Only for you. Not you, okay. but for you. So, okay, what was the last week? Last week would have been around the 23rd or something. We recorded on the 23rd, yeah. And I believe it was also posted on the 23rd. Okay. Um... You know, I don't... (laughs) This is a good sign already. Well, I just... Because I'm going back and I'm trying to figure out what's the new one. Okay, I'm going to start with this one. If I missed your question, sorry, please feel free to send it again, and we'll get to it next week. All right, this one's from Ryan Bailey. Would you like to see an F-Zero spinoff following Captain Falcon on a bounty hunting mission? If so, what would you like to see? Hell yeah, I'd love that. So you're wanting, so that's, do you still want the racing? Well, they, I'm sure they could fit away in there, yeah, of course. Keep it, wait, what if it's like a Star Fox Adventures? I wouldn't mind Star Fox Adventures if it was good. Star Fox Assault is the good Star Fox Adventures. Yeah. Well, that's because Star Fox Assault is basically just Star Fox 64, but different. It's got some ground stuff. It does have some ground stuff, but technically so does Star Fox 64, because you have the Landmaster. Even though, yeah, I know in Assault that you were just, like, literally running around. Yeah, so. You know, I didn't hate Adventures from from the bit of it I played. I, I don't hate Adventures. Crystal should be in Smash Bros. That's all I'm saying. I, there's already like four... Yeah, there's already three Star Fox characters in... But they're all the same. Crystal would actually be different. That's true. But that that has nothing to do with it. As long as you don't remove Falco. Way, F-Zero spin-off, Captain Falcon on a bounty hunting mission. I would say yes, but I kind of don't want it to just be like like Metroid. Yeah, that, I guess that's my one fear is that it would it would probably turn into Metroid because we know we've already got a bounty hunter. I, if they're gonna do a cool bounty hunting game, just make it Samus. Here, here's here's what I want. If you can pull off a Captain Falcon game that plays kind of like Bayonetta or like Devil May Cry, like a crazy action game. Okay, I would be totally so no for that. no racing at all now. Whatever you can throw in the race, like Bayonetta technically has like racing sections. There's motorcycle sections in Bayonetta. Okay. 
But yeah, give me like a if you do a, a Captain Falcon game where like the action is kind of like one of those crazy over the top action games, and like let's be honest, how he fights could easily fit a crazy over the top action game. Where did he get those fighting moves if he's always in a racing game? Uh, literally, they were all made up for Smash Brothers. Okay, so then sure, okay. So this would be Smash Bros. continuity, not f- Captain, not F Zero continuity. Well, technically, he is a bounty hunter in F Zero as well. Like the first F Zero game came with a comic book that showed him like shooting people and capturing people. Okay, alright. So there's some merit. Okay, yeah, well, sure. I just, yeah, sure. Like I said, I would totally be down for like a crazy over-the-top action game of Captain Falcon. Alright, so the I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to try and do all of Allison's here. So these next few are from Allison T. Says, Hey John, have you finished Awakening? Nope. Do you have a favorite bunch of characters? Uh, last time I played this, what was my uh, Krom and my avatar? Um, Long Q is my favorite. Long Q is freaking a beast. I also Don like I've beat the game. Don L became he was he was like horrifying. I could basically put just him. Mm-hmm. Donnell. Is it Donnell Donald, or Donald? Donald. Donald. There we go. Sorry. Donald. I could basically put just him and no other character into a match, and he could probably finish it without being hurt. Yep, that sounds about right. Oh, he was a terror. Because, like, uh, villagers get the that one aptitude boost where it boosts their odds of getting a stat boost when they level up at, like, 20%. Right, and the fact that I also, like, leveled him to 23 different times. Yeah, so, like, he so. went the full game. And I also liked Garrus. Which was the thief. Oh, okay, the, the candy thief. I think it was Garrus. I think that was the name. Yeah. yeah that that sounds right. I, he's one of the characters I didn't use too much, but anytime there's a treasure chest, I'll always tag him along with Kellum. I, oh, Kellum's awesome. I never used Kellum. Kellum was great. I just love how he's just like, nobody sees me. Yeah. Did anyone see that? No, okay. Did you, uh, did you, Kotaku pointed this out, the joke on the box art involving him? Oh, when I saw that, I laughed my ass That's off. That's pretty funny. That is pretty um, good. Yeah. Okay. And then she asks a third question, but it might be kind of spoilery, so I'm going to avoid that. Alright, next one. So these, again, these are all from Allison. Girls in New York were making fun of me for having a teddy bear, and then they tore Teddy's head off. Which, that just sounds terrible. Wait, what? Yeah, I don't know. This... Okay. Were you guys ever made fun of? Yeah. Uh, Still to this day, technically. I'm on the internet. Sure, there you go. I'm trying to. Th- uh, prob- I'm trying to think like in school, like bullied. Uh, not really. I like bullying for me stopped when around junior high because I started fighting back. Like you'd be surprised how easily some people will back down if the person starts to like to fight back or at least show that they have spine. My school didn't ha- really have bullies. That too, yeah. Like there were there were a bunch of people who were like mean towards me, or like gave me like cut thought I was getting special treatment because my mom was a teacher at our school. But like, right? Yeah, they they shut up eventually. This, but this t- teddy bear's head getting ripped off. This sounds like the worst. Yeah, that seems a bit extreme. I don't and like I don't know if maybe this is girls she went to New York with or whatever, or if this is just like strangers. But like I'm hoping it's at least people you knew, because if a stranger came up to you and just like ripped your stuff apart, what that'd be insane. I don't know. Okay. Next question. 
Uh, I think you may have answered this last time, but we'll, maybe it's a quick one. Hey, John, where do you stand on the whole Nintendo ID thing? Yeah, no, I answered that last week and on a different podcast as well. So, like, we went into full detail last week about this. So that's, that's, I figured. I'll just okay. I'll give a quick summary. Um, sure. They're completely legally within the right to do it. Um, kind of sad that it's come to this point, but I will. I'm not upset at Nintendo, but it would be nice if they didn't do it. Because there's also, like, ethical ramifications to it. But, yeah, like, if you want to hear my actual argument, which is a lot more fleshed out than that, listen to last week's Top 10 Perspective or the last episode of Red Sea Talk. All right. Bam. Good. All right, uh, next one. Are there any anime you're into? Fist of the North Star. So, okay, so I kept seeing Fist of the North Star stuff. Yeah. I think they were Se- Sega Saturn games. I don't, is there Sega Saturn Fist of North Star games? I don't, I don't know. I don't know. Well, because cause the thing is, is, I wasn't looking at DVDs. Yeah. So it must have been Sega Saturn games, because I looked at a ton. Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if they got a bunch of Fist of North Star games and we didn't get it over here, because like, we got a couple NES ones and Game Boy ones, and then we didn't really get anything until the Xbox. Okay, so, yeah. Because okay, most of my time was with the Sega Saturn, and they and those and Fist of the North Star is sticking out to me, so I'm, I'm pretty sure I saw a bunch of Sega Saturn games. Yeah, Fist of the North Star is really popular. Like, um, I'm really into all the Dragon Ball stuff. Naruto, but I'm going to just kind of include manga in there, because, you know, they're not that different. Uh, One Piece, quite a bit. Pokemon? Digimon was great. That's true, I keep forgetting about Digimon. I'm trying to think of what else. Uh, I read, I, this This had a short run as the, as the anime, but Genshikin is awesome. Really? The anime about anime clubs? Yeah, yeah. Like, I have all the manga. I'm a, I'm a real huge fan about that. I find it's just... Like, it's just, I, I, I don't, maybe it's just me, but it just has such a feeling of, like, being grounded in reality. Like, I could totally see this club existing, and yeah. And so I have the anime as well. Um, I'm trying to think of anything else. Just sticking around. I, read, uh, I did some Death Note. Man, you keep, you keep reminding me of series. That, like, I, I used to watch FLCL. I love that series. What is that? Fury Curry. I have no idea what that is. Uh, it was like a six episode miniseries. Okay. But like it was it was like off the wall, but it was like really cool. It was about like this girl who used the bass guitar as a weapon. She was like an intergalactic traveler and rode around on a Vespa. Okay. It, but it was like hanging out with like this small kid who apparently had like this giant robot in his head called Canty. And I, I like if I keep trying to describe it, it's gonna oh, sound... so you mean an anime. Okay. Yeah, it was very anime. Right, alright, alright. But it had a really good soundtrack, too. Yeah, and, you know, ever and everyone, like, like some the kind of the classics would be, like, you know, Dragon Ball Z, who hasn't seen Sailor Moon. Yeah. Stuff like that. I'm just trying to think of anything kind of maybe more a little obscure. Samurai Pizza Cats. They're, oh, yeah, I mentioned, you mentioned that. I have not seen that. That's coming out on DVD soon. Alright, there's a bunch. Any of you guys hearing lawnmowers in the morning yet? Uh, not me. Uh, my room is on in the backyard area of the house, so I don't really hear that. Well, you can mow the backyard. I guess, but it has not been a case yet. Also, yeah. it's been raining all week. So. It's raining a lot here. And but and when I was in Japan, there's not a ton of grass in the city. 
Yeah, I think I think Tuesday I even said, "Hey, I need to like mow the backyard." And I did some lawn mowing myself earlier this week, but that's about it. All right. Uh, hi, Sean. Did you complete any Street Pass puzzles while in Japan? Did you get any anime DVDs that didn't come out west? Uh, yes, I completed a bunch of Street Pass puzzles. Um, did you get any Japanese only ones or just? Uh, I don't think so. Are there Japanese only ones? Yeah. Like what? Uh, there's a bunch for like a TV station or something like that. There, there's like two or three like Japanese specific ones, and then of course any that they got first before us, like Animal Crossing, Fire Emblem. I have Animal Crossing. Yeah, here. that came out a week ago for us. Okay, so I had Animal Crossing before you guys, I guess. Which, by the way, the the number one game people are playing on their 3DSs right now mm-hmm. is Animal Crossing. The number two is Monster Hunter. That does not surprise me at all. But seeing Animal Crossing on sale in stores, I was like, oh, come on! This sucks! It's only, well, it's only like, what, two weeks now? Yeah, but still, it was there, and this was two weeks ago, so it was like a month! But yeah. But you wouldn't have understood the language well enough. 3DS is, is region locked. Oh, that too. Yeah. I keep forgetting First that. First handheld from Nintendo to be region locked. I keep forgetting that. Um, so I did complete some puzzles. What was really fun, though, and I think I almost enjoy it more than completing puzzles, is adding to, like, my map. Oh, like, right. Hey, you, new, you probably had person. a ton of Japan filled out for you now. And the Japan is split up into a ton of different areas. Like, you know, Canada only has, what, like 10 provinces and stuff, right? 10 provinces. They have three, a ton. Yeah. I don't know what theirs are called, I'm but they have regions, a ton of them. I assume. I'm pretty sure it's not regions. Um, but they got a ton of them, and so it was just filling up green, small little sections, so that was just kind of fun to do. Uh, and then as for DVDs, no, uh, DVD players are region locked, so I did not even look at DVDs. Could have always bought, like, a cheap region DVD player. I, you know, I don't care that much to <laughs> not be able to understand the DVD. Yeah, that, that too, that makes sense. Um, alright, has Canada been hit with the summer heat waves yet? We've been hit with the rain waves. It was actually pretty hot here the week or two before I left. Yeah, I guess it was like, in it was in the like mid to high end 20s. of April. Yeah, like I was going for runs and stuff outside. So, but yeah, now it's just raining, and it'll probably keep raining till about mid June. Knowing yeah, us, yeah, it's gonna be muggy as heck for the next little while. And then, as long uh, as I get question, to go biking, that's all I care about. Biking's pretty great. I need to get my bike. Quick question too. is: Donkey Kong worth the money? Which Donkey Kong? I'm assuming Kong? this is uh, for the 3DS, because they also mentioned Luigi's Mansion 2 here. Are they referring to Donkey Kong Country Returns? I'm assuming so. Uh, Let's assume that. Yeah, if you never played the three, the Wii version, get it. It's a fantastic game. I wasn't that into the Wii version. Well, were you into the SNES ones? I haven't played the SNES ones. I've only played a couple Game Boys, the N64 one. Some junk, some Donkey Konga. No, I think I think the Donkey Kong Country Returns is a really good game. It's a good callback to the original series, even though it's not the same group. Yeah, I wasn't saying it's bad. Just for some reason, like I picked it up, and for some reason, it just like it wasn't doing anything for me. I was just kind of bored with it. I don't know. But um, yeah, if you haven't played the Wii one, now's a good time to get it. Definitely, actually, probably not cheaper. But I think oh yeah no not well I don't know because Nintendo games keep their value even on Wii, even though Wii U's out now. Oh, yeah, that's true. Yeah. Okay. This next one's from Milo. 
Uh, no, it is not. But I guess shout out to Milo. They, sorry, I'm just look, like I'm looking at the mentions, right? And they're just I'll, honestly, they just mentioned Milo. I love your video game that did not come out. Peter Molyneux was doing good work on that. That's going to be the next game from 30... 22 cans. 22 cans. It'll be the 22nd experiment. God, I hope so. That'd be hilarious. Yeah, we got a question for Nathan, so I'll skip that. But thanks for emailing in. One press L2P. Uh, this one's from Bar- uh, this one's from Brooke. Do you guys like whose line is it anyway? If so, who was your favorite person? I do, and Colin and Ryan together. I never watched it. What? Sorry. Oh, that was a really funny show, man. I I don't doubt it. I, I know lots of people who liked it. But speaking of shows that I've never watched, so only John can answer. Who? This is also from Brooke. Who is your favorite Doctor from Doctor Who? Okay, right, because you never watched Doctor Who either. Uh, I like Tenet, but I I like all three of the, the reboot Doctors essentially. So, but I'm, I guess Tenet will get my vote because he I, I liked Christopher Eccleston's character at first for a while nine, but uh, ten Tenet eventually won me over. Okay. All right. Here's the next. Uh, so this one's from Wayward. And uh, they write in saying, assuming it was well made, which game or games would you like to see adapted into or continued as a movie slash television series? Well, I mean, we've got Halo coming out now, so we don't need to worry about that one. I would like Elite Beat Agents to have a show. That would be pretty good. Just literally like a cartoon where every episode is just them dealing with a new issue. By dancing, yeah. So I think that'd be pretty good. What else? What else? What else? Um, they came up with a Lost game. And I like Lost. So, do something with that. I wouldn't mind an Uncharted TV show, to be honest. That would be okay. Sure. Tomb Raider could have a show. Well, it's already had some movies. I was gonna say, that was, that would essentially be Relic Hunter. That was basically Tomb Raider. But it wasn't like as, as action-y. Then again, that's just, you know, Uncharted again. Yeah. I'm trying to think. A lot of the games I'm thinking of, like, have already had a movie. Like, I was just thinking, like, I really like Prince Persia. Oh wait, we got that movie. Yeah, I'm, I'm looking at my wall right now to see. I'm trying to think of something that would be good in like a serialized Mass Effect. Oh, that would be so. Well, we have Star Trek. Uh, I guess that's a good point too. But NBA Jam. <laughs> or we could just add fire to the NBA. That's true. And being able to jump like 30 feet high. Yeah, or Space Jam, there you go. Oh, you're right, Space Jam. Oh, man, what else? Um, I guess it also says we c- it could be a movie, so Mass Effect movie, please. Mm. Then again, they have an animated movie. I am excited for the Ratchet and Clank movie. All right, I'm not. Did you, okay. did you see the trailer for it? I didn't, Okay. But the, then again, then again, I haven't played any like any Ratchet and Clank games oh. for that long, so. Okay, well then you might not get it, but it's, it's done by the guys who worked on the games. You can tell by the... Oh, I guess that's good, yeah. yeah. Need for Speed movie. Isn't that just Fast and Furious? I love Fast and Furious. So you just want another different Fast and Furious franchise? I just want another Fast and Furious as fast as possible. <laughs> and they're already working on 7, they, so I'm They need it. to work like the games and come out every year? I would. I would do it. Nah, let's keep it like on a buy year thing. 
I would like to see them pull off a Katamari movie. I would love to see what they could do. I don't do. even, I don't know, there's like no story to that game. I know, that's why I'd love to see them do it, because it be would hard. just be so ridiculous. They did a movie on a battleship, for crying out loud. They can do Katamari. That's true. Oh, that movie's so dumb. Uh, and then the last question is from Nathan. Uh, for Nathan? Our Nathan? For, uh, is from Nathan? Yes, it is from our Nathan. <laughs> Uh, he wrote in uh, most recently, so thank you, Nathan. Uh, you guys ever heard of Antarctic Adventure? No. How do you guys feel about the representation of penguins in pop culture? I, I am down with the penguins. They're do you know what our Antarctic Adventure is? No idea. I have no idea. What that is. I'm going to quickly look that up. As for penguins, uh, I don't think I've ever met a penguin I didn't like. Uh, it looks like it's a game. From 1984. Wait, why would why would he know about a 1984 video game? I don't know, but it looks terrible. I I feel like he's got to be referencing something else and not just it. Well, maybe he is. It looks it's, like it's kind of like a. Well, I don't even. Know I never know with Nathan. Sometimes, man, Nathan. I know you're listening to this. You're you're weird sometimes, dude. And this is coming from me. It's from Konami. Looks like a running game. But oh, is this the it, game I think it is about like the the penguins trying to date, but if he eats too much food, he gets fat? No, it's a it's like a running game, but it's not a side scroller. It's more like you're right behind the penguin and he's running forward, and you're jumping over obstacles. Oh no, I think this actually is the game I'm thinking of. It totally is. I don't know what this is. Yeah, if you you're like trying to get f- to the end to get your girlfriend or something like that. Apparently there was a Game Boy version of it. I don't even... Okay. Well, now we know about Arctic Adventures. Thank you for that, Nathan. And, um... Penguins... uh, You know, we got that penguin exhibit at the zoo here. I hear they look pretty cute. Penguins penguins. always look like they're dressed for prom, so I'm all down with that. Penguin and the pebble. You mean the pebble and the penguin? Yes. Is that the correct name? Yep. And then okay. March the Penguins, Morgan Freeman. Yes. Um, happy Feet. <laughs> and Happy Feet 2. I keep... The Penguins in the Madagascar series are pretty good. They got their own TV show. Yeah, it's, and it's a good TV show. I am a fan. But that's uh, that's going to do it for emails. Again, if you guys want to write in, TDP Podcast on Twitter. Uh, just search Top Down Perspective on Facebook or topdownperspective at gmail.com is the email address. Uh, and if you guys are pro the show or con the show, we want to hear about it. So rate us and review us on iTunes or like us, you know, follow us on Twitter. All that jazz definitely helps. John, out of all the games that you and I played, what's our games of the week? Oh, uh, we have so many options to choose from, dude. Um... I'm. I'm going to choose nine nine nine. I'm going to choose none of the above. <laughs> I'm going to choose triple triad. I what? The the game inside Final Fantasy VIII. Oh, okay. I was actually thinking, I was like, wait, what? It surprise! I played another game. No. Yeah, I was like, they can't do that. It's cheating. No, that yeah, the mini game inside Final Fantasy VIII is my choice. I played a lot of the Kindle game this last week. Oh, how many games did you load on the Kindle game? Actually, I read through all of um the 250 indie games you should play or something, whatever that book is. It was in the... Yeah, the, the bundle. How, bundle. How many of those books did you end up reading after all? Or just I've the one? I've so far read that one, and I'm working my way through the uh, 
uh, Killing is Harmless, which is the Spec Ops book. Okay, interesting. So I was finishing up another book for like the first half of that trip. But um, that's a cool bundle. I like that. There's a lot of interesting sounding indie games that I, I kind of bookmarked. And that's the nice thing about the Kindle app is you can bookmark a number of different pages. So now when if I just go to the search function on that book, it'll give me a list of all the games I'm interest, I was interested in. So it works really nicely for that book. And I'm going to have to go back and download some of them because they sound cool. But, uh, yeah, that's going to do it uh, for this week. Um, again, stay tuned to, I guess, our Twitter accounts um, for the Sega stream that we're going to do next week. Yeah, well, we'll definitely tweet out when we're going to do it. Um, yeah, it'll probably be kind of more closer to, like, midweek, end of the week. But that should be happening. Uh, so look forward to that. Uh, as then. All three of us should be back next week, so we'll talk to you then. Alright, take it easy, guys. And maybe we'll play more than one game each.